The Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, Episode 12. Welcome back to the Polynesian Paralysis Podcast. I'm Jim Gaston, your host. In the last episode of the Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, we looked at the book Marijuana by Dr. Edward Bloomquist, published in 1968. Today we're going to review an article that appeared in the East Village Other magazine in March 1969. That would be Volume 4, Issue 15. The East Village Other was a unique American counterculture underground bi-weekly newspaper published in New York City in the 1960s. But first, let's address a question that some people have about Polynesian paralysis that is directly related to today's magazine article. The question is, is Polynesian paralysis the same as being lazy? You might recall from a previous episode, the author made a reference to Polynesian paralysis as a form of indolence or laziness. However, there's a difference between relaxing and enjoying life and being lazy. It can be easy to assume that if someone is sitting still or moving slow, then they are not working hard. However, we all know from personal experience that a rest break can help us be more productive. Any work, either mental or physical, that is done continuously for more than a few hours or attempting to do several tasks at the same time can lead to unhealthy stress, anxiety, and burnout. We might believe that we are working hard, but studies show that productivity and creativity require a balance of hard work and relaxation. The difference between relaxing and enjoying life and being lazy is best illustrated by the parable of the fisherman and the businessman written by Heinrich Boll in the 1950s. There are several versions of this story, but it goes something like this. One day, a businessman was on vacation and took a walk along the beach, where he saw a fisherman sitting under a tree with a bucket of fish. The businessman stopped and asked the fisherman how long it took to catch the bucket of fish. Usually only a few hours, replied the fisherman. The businessman then asked, well, why don't you stay longer and catch more fish? The fisherman replied, Oh, I have plenty of fish to feed my family and extra fish to sell at the market or give to friends. So what do you do the rest of the day? asked the businessman. The fisherman replied, Oh, I leave a simple life in a small village near the beach. After fishing for a few hours each morning, I spend time with my children, often take a nap in the afternoon, and in the evenings I have dinner with my family then we go to town, play games, sing songs, maybe have a drink with friends. The businessman sighed and said, Look, I know a lot about business and I can help you. You should spend more time fishing each day to catch more fish to sell in the market. Then you could use the extra money to buy more fishing poles to catch even more fish. You could even earn enough money to buy a fishing boat. Eventually, you could earn enough money to buy many boats and hire others to do the fishing for you. Then you could build your fishing company and even export fish to overseas markets. Well, how long would that take? asked the fisherman. Oh, probably 10 or 15 years, replied the businessman. Well, then what? asked the fisherman. Oh, that's the best part, replied the businessman. Once you grow your business, then you can sell your business and make millions of dollars. Wow, said the fisherman, millions of dollars, then what? 
Well, said the businessman, you could retire to a small village near the beach, spend a few hours fishing each day, spend time with your family, take a nap in the afternoon. After dinner, you could go to town, have a drink with your friends, maybe play games and sing a song. Although this story does not mention Polynesian paralysis, it does illustrate how taking time to enjoy each day can lead to a healthy work-life balance without being lazy. It can be good to have goals and do some planning along the way, but don't let your destination prevent you from enjoying the wonders of life along your journey. Let's get back to the article that appeared in the East Village Other magazine in March 1969. It's important to note that the American counterculture of the 1960s was an anti-establishment cultural phenomenon that grew out of the civil rights protest of the 1950s and gained momentum with the protest against the Vietnam War. As the 1960s unfolded, there was widespread social tensions concerning many issues such as women's rights, sexuality, rights of non-white people, and psychedelic drug use. Rock and roll music and bands such as The Beatles, Bob Dylan, Joan Baez, and Jimi Hendrix were but a few of the many singers and songwriters popular in the 1960s. A great example of American counterculture was the Woodstock Music and Arts Fair, or simply Woodstock, which was held in August of 1969 in upstate New York, where 32 different bands performed live in front of more than 400,000 attendees over four days, despite the rain and bad weather. American counterculture embraced free speech, anti-war, anti-nuclear, feminism, and the environmentalism movement. The term hippie, spelled either H-I-P-P-Y or H-I-P-P-I-E, became associated with the counterculture movement and was expressed with short skirts on women, tie-dyed t-shirts, facial hair on men, and long hair for both men and women. The article on page 9 in the March 1969 issue of the East Village Other magazine was titled, Hawaii, Where Have All the Hippies Gone? And it was written by Walter Breen. Apparently, Walter spent about 10 days in Hawaii in January 1969, exploring the islands and looking for young people from the mainland who were living in Hawaii because of the relaxed lifestyle. Near the beginning of his article about Hawaii, Walter states that even in Honolulu Tourist District, you find people in bare feet, t-shirts, and shorts or swimsuits. He writes that it's easy to find far more long hair than short, as nearly as many hip beards and sideburns and mustaches than clean-shaven faces. Mr. Breen experienced the aloha spirit in Hawaii, which makes visitors feel welcome, and he felt it was similar to the vibrations of San Francisco in 1967. On page 22, there's a mention of the original 1969 Sunshine Festival, later called the Diamond Head Crater Festival. This outdoor concert featured local bands and about 12,000 young people attending from sunup to sunset on New Year's Day. Eventually, the concert would grow into a two-day event with almost 100,000 attendees by the mid-70s. The author notes that this Woodstock-type concert created San Francisco vibrations for 12 hours without the slightest hassle, and the smoke rising from Diamond Head Crater was, for once, not of volcanic origin. Unfortunately, by the mid-70s, the popularity of this event would lead to its cancellation by the Hawaii State 
Department of Land Resources because of complaints of noise and the environmental impact concerns. On page 23, there's a mention of Polynesian paralysis. Mr. Breen starts by saying that only a few places in Hawaii do people show any resentment to the influx or lifestyles of hippies. The general public opinion is somewhere between amused tolerance and interest. He states that it's okay to call a boy a surfer, but not a hippie. Polynesian paralysis is an accepted form of relaxation for some, but in others it might be considered lazy. The end of the article mentions the beauty of Hawaii, which, as Mr. Breen states, is really beyond description unless one is a nature poet. He ends his article by noting the millions of birds, the fantastic floral, the sea of Van Gogh colors, are worth all it costs to see. And when you get there, give my love to my brothers and sisters. In the next episode of the Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, we take a look at the book Hawaii, The Sugar-Coated Fortress, by Francine de Plessix Gray, published in 1972. Until then, please take a few minutes each day to be still, relax, appreciate nature, and enjoy life. Enjoy Polynesian Paralysis. <laughs>